0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله يا حمد الشاكرين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الابصار وضيائها وعافية الابدان والشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا واذهب غيظ قلوبنا واجرنا من مضلات الفتن ما احييتنا يا ذا الجلال والاكرام ايها الساده والاشراف وحفاظ القران Wal Mashay Wal Today Alhamdulillah we gathered in order to recite Burdatul Madih in praise of the best of creation Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ari wasallam. Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam from his teachings was with regard to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees our rizm, our sustenance to the extent that Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam said that if you had the tawakkul, the reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like the birds that go out khimason, which is empty bellied and they return back with full stomachs, that you, meaning humanity, you would receive your sustenance. And this is why. Sayyiduna Ibrahim bin Adham rahimahullah ta'ala he said if I were to summarize the spiritual path the summary of the spiritual path would be not to worry or having anxiety or attempt to gain that which has been guaranteed for you And carry out that which has been obligated upon you. What does this entail? That there are those things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed for us. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed for us. We do not panic regarding that. We do not have anxiety regarding that. But whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to carry out, we exert our efforts to carry out his obligations. What has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guaranteed? One of those things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed is a rizd is sustenance. However, one of the madakhil Shaytan, how the shaitan enters the heart of a person, is to make him fear, and have anxiety regarding that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed. This is why the shaitan enters the heart through three ways. One is fear of risk that a person fears for his sustenance. The second is the fear of the makhluk, the fear of creation. And the third is through the sins of a person. In order to counteract this, the person must firstly have reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his rizq for his sustenance. And with regard to the makhluq the creation rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will protect you from the sharr, the evil of the makhluk. Look at some of the ulama. Like a Sheikh Abdul Hamid Kish, a man who had no eyesight, al Yet Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala protected him. Look at Al Allah Ma Khadim. Rahimallahu Ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an entire nation kneel down to a man who was ma'adhur. This is why a person should never fear the makhluq. He should fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thirdly, with regard to the sins, a person should do tawbah, repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding his sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guarantee his rizq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guarantee his safety and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his sins and man rasulillahi that whoever has the support of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in talqa fi ajamiha, that even if the lions meet him fi ajamih within the par- parameter of abode bold they will run away. The lions will scatter from such a person. al Fear Allah in private. The creation will fear you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for us. We live in an age of materialism where people today, they worry and stress regarding their rizq, their sustenance. And this is one of the madakhil of shaitan. How the shaitan enters the hearts of people to make them fear with regard to their risk. Yet our risk is guaranteed to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the air that we breathe, the oxygen that we breathe is a risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we exhale carbon dioxide, the trees inhale the carbon dioxide. And they breathe out what? Or they resonate oxygen. But at night time when we go to sleep, the levels of oxygen may fall. Why? Because the creation, the makhluq of Allah, is such, the cycle is such, that the trees know, through the inspiration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when to increase their oxygen and when to decrease with with the creation of Allah. But this air that we breathe is a risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Additionally, the water we drink is guaranteed for us. Four-fifths of the earth is covered in water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes the oceans to evaporate. When they evaporate, the salts and the minerals are taken out. The water becomes fresh drinking water. In the form of clouds. Then those clouds water. The clouds go on land. Barren land. And the water will fall down on the barren land. And we see that the vegetation grows. The rizq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why. When they said. To Ibrahim bin Adham. Rahim Allah ta'ala. Out of mockery. Does your Lord sustain you from the heavens? He said, yes. They said, what if he stopped the sustenance from the sky? He said, then he would sustain me from the earth. Meaning the asbab or rizq, the means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustains a pe- people is not limited to what we observe. Sayyidatuna Maryam alayhi salam kullama dakhla, Zakariya al Mihrab. وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رزقى. That whenever Sayyidina Zakariya Alayhi would enter the mihrab, isolated, Maryam Alayhi salam was isolated from the makhluk, وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقًا He would find with her what? Sustenance. Out of season. Grapes out of season. Why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala guarantees risk. Similarly, The water cycle, the clouds, they water, the rivers, the oceans. This water which evaporates from four-fifths of the oceans, then it gives us clear water, drinking water which falls on ponds and lakes and rivers by which we irrigate our crops and we eat and drink. Now we have bottled water, guaranteed risk for us. But even... The mountains which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created are a source of risk. وَالْجِبَالَ wa li وَلِي wal وَالْجِبَالَ and the mountains. He Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أرصاها, placed them down like anchors firm in the ground. مَتَاعَلَّكُمْ As what? Something you can benefit from. And your cattle can benefit from. What benefit is there in mountains? That when the rain falls on the mountains, what happens? The streams of water take down. All the different elements, minerals are washed down. They go down into the cultivation which the farmer has placed on the earth. And then humanity benefits from that. A system of rizq which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on the earth. That the earth is a globe. If you cut the globe in half, you will find that there is enough rizq sustenance for the entire globe that if there is something lacking in one part in the desert there may be rain lacking, but you find minerals under the earth. In some parts you may find agriculture, yet they may not have minerals under the earth. But there is an issue of distribution. What is distribution that the minerals and agriculture Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on the earth? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inni fil ardi khalifa. Indeed, I will place a caretaker on the earth. What is the caretaker? The caretaker is the Muslim. The Muslim does what? He gives his zakatul amwal. He gives sadaqat sadaqatul fitr. He distributes the wealth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, equal distribution. To the point that even the oil that is found underneath the earth, one-fifth of the oil revenue should go out to the poor. But wherever you find that there is no equal distribution, it is because of the corruption of mankind. Because of the corruption of humanity that the minerals are not distributed correctly. For instance, Africa has all the minerals, all the resources, has plenty of farmland, yet Africa is poor. You find a country like Japan, In Japan, you do not have minerals and resources like Africa, yet Japan is what is progressive in terms of construction and in terms of what? Manufacturing technology. Why? Because of lack of distribution. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tasked the Muslims that they must carry out their responsibility of fair distribution. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed our rizq. In other ways, today there is a major misconception amongst people. That major misconception amongst the people is what is that earning wealth is a risk. This is false. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala may place blessings in a, in the earnings of a man which are less. For instance, there may be a man who earns £1,600 a week. Yet when he goes home, his expenses are high. And at the end of the week, he has nothing left. There may be another man, his earnings are £100 a week. But when he goes home, his expenses are maybe 30 to £40. And then he has £50, £60 left. But he enjoys that £40 more than the man who has £1,600 a week. How? For instance, a man, he buys food, he consumes the food, but he is not satisfied with the food. The other man, he may buy onions and may buy lentils, dal, lentils. Eat that at home, but be satisfied as if he ate meat. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed barakah in his wealth. The other man, he may have a demanding wife. He buys her an expensive suit. When he buys her an expensive suit, she is unsatisfied and ungrateful. But the man who earns less, he buys a simple suit for his wife. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed content in the hearts of his wife in the heart of his wife and the hearts of his children, that they are content with less. Therefore there is more barakah in his rizq. Sometimes people who earn more, their wealth can become a curse. Because why? They sometimes earn wealth, they gather wealth, but the rizq is not their own. The rizq is for someone else. Recently, someone informed me of a case In London, a father in Dubai, he phoned his son from London. He said, come to Dubai, take over all the businesses. The son came over, he took over all the businesses. The father went to London to retire. A few months later, the father becomes ill. The hospital phones the son, saying, come to London. Your father wants to meet you. He's in hospital. The son said, I am busy with business. Eventually the father passes away, they contact the son again, they said the the body of your father is lying in hospital. He said what is the cheapest way of getting rid of the body, they said cremation, they had the body burnt. This son is a millionaire, the father earned the millions, he earned them for his son. At the end he did not consume that wealth, it was not his risk, it was the risk of other people. People may save all their lives for a son. They think they will nurture their son and their son will reach prime age and become a doctor and look after them in their old age. But who knows, the son can become a crackhead. He can become a gambler. The son could be a spendthrift. He could spend all his money away. The father spends all his life trying to raise the son in order that the son is a millionaire. In reality, the father should be teaching his son the shuru'tu salah, the conditions of salah, the arkanu salah, the pillars of salah, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hubbullah, the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi حب hubbul Qur'an, the love of al quranul Karim, the hubb sunnah, love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hubbussahabati wa ahli Love of the companions and the Ahlul Bayt inculcate in the hearts of the children these things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed his rizq. Why are you worried about his rizq? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will sustain him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustains everybody. Now, what happens if people start to suffer from qalaq, anxiety with regard to rizq? because they attach your rizq with people, with makhluk. This is why, for instance, an alim of the deen of Allah should never fear makhluk when speaking the truth because the rizq that comes to the alim is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, he will never speak the truth. Similarly, that when a person fears the makhluk, they fall into haram muharramat. How many people today, they work in a place and an environment which has haram and is conducive to haram and they fear if they do not conform to that environment then they will lose their rizq, their mindset is wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace them with something better. When they abandon the haram for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create asbab, means by which their rizq will be more pure. Sometimes, as I said, the wealth can become a curse. How? A man could be ill. And remember, the rizq is fairly distributed in society. How? Rizq. Who said the rizq is limited to what you eat and what you wear? Rizq is also intelligence. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may give some people intelligence, but He will give others muscle. That sometimes a man of intelligence would be in need of a man with muscle. For instance, an alim of the deen, he needs containers of books removed from from a bookshop to a library. He hires a man with big muscles. The man with big muscles now is free to demand whatever wage he wants. He can say, give me a hundred pound. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fairly distributed the rizq. That alim now pays him a hundred pound. The value of the muslim man is more than the intelligence of the alim in that particular scenario. He has the books shifted to the library. But now he needs shelves made. So he rings a carpenter. And the carpenter demands money. The carpenter has intelligence to construct shelves. So then he demands a certain amount of money. The alim must pay him now to have those shelves constructed. Like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given different talents to different people. That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make this difference within us, then society would not function. Because if everyone was a doctor, then no one would want to fix pipes, no one would want to clean up the drainage. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make us all the same. That every day there there are people who work in the drains who may be praying to Allah, Oh Allah, block the drain so I can have a job. In the same way the men who take the rubbish, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed a value within them. There is a value in everything, even a swine. Someone may say, what is the value in a swine? The swine is such an animal that there is a hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even in the swine. That if it were not for the swine, then the bacteria that is left over within animal waste, there would not be a single animal that consumes it. The swine is such an animal that it consumes all waste. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this animal, that when there is animal waste, the swine will come along and consume it. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited the consumption of swine. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created society in such a way that everyone has their unique talent, and this alone is rizq from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Similarly, there may be a person that everything he has he loses. Even in such a scenario, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala softens the hearts of the makhluk that the makhluk then give to him more than what he had previously. Look at the state of certain countries when floods come along or when earthquakes happen. Sometimes after the earthquake and after the flood, the people of the flood, I do not refer to them as victims because it's from Allah. Those who are afflicted by the flood, they may have more sustenance and risk after the flood and after the earthquake. This is the Lutfullahi fi makhluqi the subtlety of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in His Makhluq. This is why we as Muslims should never despair with regard to our rizq. We should re- rely upon Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and work for our rizq, because Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned that the one who goes out to earn sustenance in order to what to sustain his family then he's like a mujahid in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person should go out to earn his rizq, but he should never fall into anxiety regarding his rizq. He should never worry about his sustenance. Additionally to this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa gave us clear guidance with regard to how to spiritually Invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is musabbib al-asbab the creator of asbab he is al-radzaq the one who sustains dhu al matin that the Muslim believer man surat al-waqi'ati kulla leylatin lam tusibhu faqatun whoever recites surat al-waqi'ah every night Lam He is never afflicted with what? Poverty. You recite Surah Al-Waq'i'ah, you will never be afflicted with poverty. Additionally, if you enter the home and you recite Surah Al-Ikhlas three times, with هُوَ with Three times, all your debts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will clear your debts. He'll make the means, he'll make the asbab. Not only this, poverty is alleviated from your house and the neighbor's homes also. Additionally, when we do kafratu la hawla wa la illa billah, this has an effect in our daily lives. How does it have an effect in our daily lives? I'm sure many of you know of the story of the Sahabi radiyallahu an. In in a Sahih hadith, that he went to Rasulullah and he said, My son, he has become a prisoner with the Mushrikeen, the polytheist in Mecca al mukarrama Give me guidance with regard to how we can come out of this difficulty. Remember, this difficulty was different to today. Today, someone's son is dealing drugs, he gets arrested. He has been damaging the lives of many youth. He goes to jail. You go to the local shaykh for guidance. He should tell you that your son is being punished for the sin that he did. This sahabi who was in prison was a mujahid in the way of Allah. He was out in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was imprisoned by the mushrikeen, the polytheists. Great difference. Sometimes we do haram, muharramat. And if we do not do tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes us on earth Sometimes if we do not do tawbah, and this is why we should all do tawbah before leaving this masjid today. That if we do not do tawbah for our sins, like zina, fornication, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala Do not even approach zina. Adultery and fornication. <inaudible> Indeed, it is a immoral act and a bad way of relieving your desires. What will happen with zina? Kathratul <inaudible> Qatl. Murders happen because of zina. Sometimes in a community, murders increase. People wonder why are there so many murders because people are doing zina. Or for instance, ummul khaba'ith which is what alcohol consumption it leads to numerous ailments in society that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes people on earth prior to them being punished in the hereafter. So this Sahabi, he mentioned to Rasulullah wa that his son is in prison with the mushrikeen. So Rasulullah sallallahu wa commanded him to recite non-stop la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Non-stop. Why? What does it mean? There is no turning and no might except with Allah. Meaning when a believer has that belief, there is no turning and no might except with Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We support him. So the Sahabi read non-stop, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. But remember, ذكر الله is with the heart also. Al-Imam Ahmad bin Adiba rahmallah ta'ala in al mentions that with the tongue alone it is non-beneficial. It is also with the heart. So when he... Re- because some people may recite but their heart does not say there is no turning and no might except with Allah. The heart should say this also. So when he started saying in abundance la hawla wa la illa billah eventually there was a time when his son was in prison and the guard became neglectful. And when the guard became neglectful, he left the prison. But not only did he leave the prison, he found a herd of goats that belonged to the Mushrikeen, which is Malul Ghanima, war booty. And he took the herd of goats and entered Al-Madinatul Munawwarah with a huge herd of goats and this is the meaning of what "men yattaqillaha, men yattaqillaha, yajallahu mukrajam, wa wa yarzuqu min haythu la yahtasi." That whoever has taqwa of Allah. In fact, the nazul nuzul. Some of them said that the subabul nuzul, the reason for the verse being revealed, was this incident. What whoever has taqwa of Allah. May يَتَّقِ What is taqwaab Allah? When you're alone at home, you do not do haram because Allah is watching. مَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلَّهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make for him an exit point. وَيَرْضُقْهُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will sustain him from those means which he did not accept. Expect to occur. Min حَيْثُ لَا and this is the meaning of what fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in private and then the makhluk will fear you. What happened with Al-Imam Al-Hassan Al-Basri rahim what happened with Al-Imam Al-Hassan Al-Basri rahim ta'ala was that he went to visit some say Al-Habib Al-Ajami and the event is mentioned with regard to one of the companions of Al-Imam Muhammad bin Idris al-Shafi'i rahim also that he went to visit one of the awliya, Allah saliheen. When he went, the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala led the prayer, but his qira'ah was not up to the standard of the imam who went to visit him. So his opinion of that imam dropped. At night time, there are two versions of the event, but I will give you one of the versions. At night time, he had the need to perform wudu. In another version, he went into a pool of water and he left his clothes on the side. When he finished bathing, or, and in the other version, when he came out to perform wudu, a cat, a wild cat, they say lion, but it means a wild cat in the Middle East, approached him, he became frightful of the wild cat. So in one version, he remained in the pool frozen. The wali came out and he ordered the cat to go away and said, how many times have I told you not to disturb my guest?" Then he turned to the guest and he said in one version, wa al You straightened your outward but you feared the creation. Wa we straightened our inward and the creation feared us. What does straightening the inward mean? It means having taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in private and in public. That today when we leave this masjid, all of us, that we do tawbah together, collectively, of, of abandoning salawat our prayers. We do tawbah. We do tawbah from any sins, those who have been committing zina adultery or fornication they do toba of this vice before the effects of that vice afflict them similarly because what does zina do it decreases risk it decreases lifespan it removes the nur from the face on earth and there are other afflictions with zina those who have been drinking alcohol they do toba before leaving today. They will never touch alcohol or cannabis, because Rasulullah sallallahu said, "Kullu muskirin haram." Every intoxicant is haram. This is including cannabis, according to all four schools. Imam Abu Hamid Al Ghazali was the first, one of the first ulama to give the fatwa that cannabis is haram. Before we leave this hall, we do toba if we have been gambling, gambling away the wealth that we should be using to sustain our children that before we leave this hall, we do tawbah for backbiting ghibah about the muslims we do Toba of damima gossip spreading we do Toba of buhtan making false accusations on other muslims we do Toba of sukhriya making a mockery of other muslims before we leave this hall, we should all do tawbah from all these sins Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise any calamity that is pending, it will be removed. Say Ameen. Akulu kawiyaha wa stakhthullah wa lakum wa Masha'Allah, a very beautiful